Good morning, everyone. You're listening to the Mindset Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Jensen, and today in episode 27, we're talking about minding the gap and how being mindful can make a difference in your life. So the first time I heard this phrase was when I read the book Legacy, and I can't remember right this moment who the author is of this book, but it's about the New Zealand All Blacks team and how um, they use the phrase mind the gap as being that moment where maybe someone is struggling or someone feels vulnerable that you have empathy for that person instead of blasting them. So instead of, you know, saying, hey, tough it out or be a man or some of these different phrases that most of us men don't understand, um, they're very aware uh, that maybe somebody is going through that and they're a little bit more empathetic to that cause and they, they really kind of build a spirit of unity and a spirit of understanding by trying to bridge that gap with empathy instead of, Um, some sort of bad communication or some sort of an embarrassing term to make someone feel bad about it. But I think the most important thing about the phrase mind the gap to me was best explained by Viktor Frankl um, when he said in Man's Search for Meeting, which by the way is a fantastic book. If you haven't read it, Viktor Frankl was a concentration camp survivor who talks about his experiences in these concentration camps. And it's just a fascinating, fascinating insight into the human spirit. He's a psychologist who explained to us and helped us to learn many things from that horrible experience. But he says in the book, Man's Search for Meaning, he says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. How powerful is that? How powerful is it that there's a space in between stimulus and response? So let's say something bad happens to us. There's a space, there's a little tiny moment between how we respond to something bad that happens to us. And, and, and truthfully, that works for something good to us as well. So something good happens to, to us. We have a couple, a little tiny second in there, a little tiny moment in there on how we're going to respond. And in that response lies our growth and our freedom. Now, this is a man who literally had pretty much everything taken away from him, his dignity, his humanity, so many different things. And I love how deep and how important this moment is because really what he's saying is, is there's always a choice. We always have a choice. We have a choice on how we respond to things. We have a choice on whether we're going to react incorrectly or correctly to something. And oftentimes the way we react has a direct impact a direct impact on how we feel about ourselves. I find it fascinating. 
I really do. I find it fascinating. I think this is a an unbelievable concept, and I think it's one that's kind of hard for me to understand. Um, a recent study by Long and Christian added to the evidence that the use of mindfulness, and mindfulness could be meditation, it could be prayer, it could be just thought, but mindfulness can change our reflexive responses. In two separate experiments that involved very different conditions, the researchers found that being more mindful generally or listening to a mindfulness-inducing audio clip led to less retaliation after being treated unfairly. So what are you doing in your life? What is it that you do to be mindful? Do you practice mindfulness? Do you practice relaxation? Do you practice breathing techniques? Do you pray? Is that part of your life? If it isn't, I would suggest making it part of your life. It's proven scientifically to help enormously. One of the things that I've done recently, in fact, I started in January, is I started using the Headspace app. I don't know if any of you have seen it or if you've read reviews about it, but it's absolutely fantastic and it's really been a game changer for me. In uh, some of the reviews of the Headspace app, they call it millennial meditation, meaning that it kind of walks you through the meditation and it makes it so that you don't have to think too much about what you're doing. I thought it was kind of funny. I I do think millennials get a bad rep and they get a bad rap. I think a lot of us have a hard time concentrating. I think a lot of us have a hard time really focusing for more than 140 characters or more than a five-minute podcast, which I think I'm at about six minutes right now and probably getting a little bit long. <laughs> But I, w- I wanted to talk about Headspace because I've been using it since January and I really feel like my general anxiety level has gone from about a 7 to about a 5. And I think it's made all the difference. And I've seen in my life that I'm minding the gap. I'm doing a little bit better than I used to. I'm not overreacting to things that seem unfair. I seem to be a little bit more measured in my responses and I feel better about it. I feel better about myself. I feel better about my family. I feel better about the people that I work with. Just because of the Headspace app and because it forces me for 10 minutes each day to take a little bit of moment, to take a small moment and be mindful and to think about how I'm going to react to things and why I react the way I do. It's just, it's a great, great opportunity to build awareness in your life and I think it helps us all. So that's all I have for today. Remember, you can reach me via email at Riley at HeadstrongConsulting.com or via Twitter at Riley Jensen. I love to hear from you guys. Reach out to me. I love it. Tomorrow, we'll be talking about pre-performance routines. And what is your number? What's the number of on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being completely calm, 10 being completely amped up and stoked, What's your number before you go into a performance? What do you want it to be and how do you get there?